Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with someone who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch. David. Is Austin still here? You know, we do the, we hey, do the same everybody. intro. We're there, supposed to. It, that's the whole thing. You're supposed to do the same intro Mitch, every time. David, Mitch, David. Every you, time. Do you want me to change it up? I, you know what, here. Throw, j- me, throw me for a loop next re- time. No, read it, read it again. Just read it again. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, you're a complete jackass. I can't believe I'm still in this <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, see, how this, see, how, see how that works? Yeah. <laughs> Show by show contract. Hey guys, sure. next week Austin will be here, but we're looking for a co-host. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fire someone that's not getting paid. Yeah, we just fixed the glitch. What do you? We just it's, like, the, it's like the old it's, office space. Yeah, guy. so you fired him? No, you don't understand. We've fixed, fixed the, glitch. the glitch. Yeah, he's no longer being paid. For for the younger generation listening to these the things, show, just work themselves a, out. There's a movie called Office Space, and you really need to watch it because. <laughs> It is the epitome of everything that it's like to work in an office, and it's timeless. So it's hilarious. Yeah, it is funny. It's, so it's pretty good. We cut Austin off. Austin, how are you doing? I am great. He's great. Good for him. Good for him. Okay, so that's the end of Austin. What else <laughs> we got? <laughs> what is today's show? What what style of show are we doing today? Beyond the Void show today. Beyond the Void. So for our newer listeners, we have a couple of different show types. We have uh, core episodes. Uh, those are episodes one through nine where we talk about some general adversities that you're not general adversities, some needed adversities that you are going to need to overcome (laughs) in order to start your business. Um, They are probably the most important nine episodes of every episode of this show. Um, So listen to those. Um, And then we also have some Q&A shows where we uh, answer questions that have submitted that, that have been submitted to us uh, through either email or instant message or anything else. Um, if you would like to submit a question, that email is askmitch at mitchsmedley.com. Um, we have some guest episodes where we bring on guests that have started their own business, and we talk about some of the struggles they faced and some of the victories they had. Um, and, and, and more importantly, a lot of the parts of starting their business that were a whole lot easier than they were expecting it to be. Um, and then we have some general business shows where we talk about general business topics. And we also have this Beyond the Void show. And that is where we talk about some of the more popular social topics that are out there. We'll usually try to tie them back to business in some way, shape, or form, but we can't guarantee that it always ends up there. Sometimes we just want to gripe about whatever's going on. And sometimes it's just a drunk bitch fit. Yeah. So, you know, just sometimes you just. You're just mad about stuff and you want to talk about it. Yep. And in full, full transparency, we record two, we, we put out two episodes a week. We record both of them in the same night. We do the business, we try to do a business show and a Beyond the Void show every week. We record the business show first. So by the time we get around to the Beyond the Void show, 
Um, One of a, us is usually at least lubricated. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a little Sometimes primed up. First off, Mitch doesn't drink very much, and so like when he gets like, yeah, he's lubricated after if, one. If you hear ice chinking in my drink, then you're getting the raw deal with me. <laughs> so I, I don't drink good often. Stuff. So um, uh, poor Mitch. So today's show topic is be, it's a Beyond the Void show, and today we are going to talk about the continuously rising price of gas and all other things inflation. Oh man, gas is brutal right now. I want to I'm going to ask you a question here in just a second. Okay. But I I see this stuff on Facebook all the time that says the president does not dictate gas prices. Bullshit. And, and then the, and then the <clears throat> next oh, and then the oh, next I gotta, thing I, I see I, the next thing I see is somebody puts up a chart and it's like for those of you on Spotify, you can't see. It's down low. It's George Bush, and then it's it goes up. It's Obama, and then it goes down. It's Trump, and then it goes up. It's Biden. Yeah, it's complete horseshit yeah. that they can't. Before Trump ever ran, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but he did an interview and he was like, you know, if I ran, this is what I would say: you're not going to raise that fucking price, and that's it. Yeah. And literally, it all got buried. He got elected. They did the whole deal. No one ever brought it up again, but I, it always pops into my brain. Yep. Like, yeah, you can. And, you know, on a, on a side note of that, when you get elected and you come in and you say, hey, I'm going to shut this pipeline down and I'm going to cost 2,000 people their jobs, but the price of gas isn't going to go up. It's going to be – you missed economics class 101 yeah. when you – completely erase supply demand goes up yep. everyone in the in the entire world can see oh shit they're gonna have to buy this stuff from us up oh, price just went up 10 percent. why because it can yeah it's it's economics <laughs> yeah. 101 right you know so for all of you idiots that keep saying oh the president can't do it, pull your head out of your ass right okay right. it's just it is what it is have you so there's there's one <clears throat> meme floating around that it's literally so the, the the topic of the meme is gas prices so simple that a child could understand it right and it's the meme is literally I've drawn not seen this. It, it's literally <laughs> drawn on an etch a sketch <laughs> because it, it's from the you know yeah. a child could understand it right yeah and so it's a graph, and, and the graph is actually accurate as far as the average price of gas of gas in the nation. Um, and and so they've got you know the price on the left, and they've got the time, the years on the right. Well, then in etch a sketch form, it's you know so the, here the graph is kind of going you yeah, know up and down. Up when and Obama's down. in office, the graph's way up high. When Trump's in office, the graph's way down low. And then when Biden's in office, the graph just freaking shoots off the top of the page. <laughs> and um, so then in Etch-A-Sketch form over the area when ba Obama's in office, they've got the word Obama like Etch-A-Sketched on there, right? And then when Trump's in office, they've got the word Trump Etch-A-Sketched on there. But I mean, it's like, it looks like it was drawn by a two-year-old, okay? The graph is actually very accurate as far as time goes, but Facebook puts a fact check on it. And you know their grounds for the fact check? There's no actual... There's no numbers? There's no demarcation to say when Tr Obama left office and when Trump got in office on the graph, yes. okay? And so, but because it's drawn so, like, three-year-old-ish, the, the T of the word Trump 
kind of crosses over a little bit into Obama's era. And the, the, the actual fact check talks about the price of gas when Obama was in office versus Trump because Obama took off, you know, Trump took office in this year and the graph indicates that Trump was in office in this year because the T has like a really long top on it. It's such a fucking bunch of horse they'll, shit. They'll find anything they can to put a fact check on it just to cause you that little suspicion of doubt. Now, here's the cool part about it. Gotta manipulate that crap, you know? Whoever came up with that photo that's being wildly circulated, they literally in their original post, like it's actually stamped on the photo for people that save the photo. And then, you know, there's two ways to share it, yeah, right? Yeah. You can either share the post or you can <laughs> save the photo to your phone and then reshare the photo. Yeah. Well, whoever did this photo, they were smart. They left a large band at the bottom of nothing. And they, they literally say in the photo, like the photo was purposefully shifted to leave an opening at the bottom for Facebook's fact checker label. <laughs> so that way it that way it doesn't cover the graph. Like yeah. pretty smart. Yeah. Pretty smart. Yeah, man. Mitch and I were just talking the other day um in the van that yeah, there's some there's something you can attribute to like whatever's happening in Ukraine with gas prices, but it's it's not the sole cause of it. And so people will try to tell you that it is, but it's it's kinda like when you give a teen a credit card, they're just like, Well, I'll buy an Xbox on it, I'll buy this on it, and oh I'll get a flat tire. And, oh, man, I don't have enough money for the flat tires. Like, yeah, you did if you just compensated for it. Yeah, so there's they'll, some things they'll use the flat tire for why they're broke yeah. instead of ignoring all of the other measures that they mm-hmm. they took upon themselves to break themselves before the flat tire ever showed up. So yeah. it's like Democrats are like the teenage guy, people with their credit cards in their pocket. So it's like, yeah, that, that affected the gas prices, but they were going up before right. Ukraine and Russia. And they just happen to get caught. Yeah, they're right. just using that as an excuse. Well, and, and that's also a prime example of – So, and again, this is how our mainstream media really likes to spin this. We were energy independent. Yeah, when we lose 100%. That, yeah, and then when we lose that energy independence and then other countries start having beef between themselves and our prices go up – we chose to lose that energy independence. But instead of the media saying this wouldn't be a problem if we were still energy independent, the media says our gas prices are going up because of Russia and Ukraine, which isn't a lie, but it's also not the truth. It's because they want <clears> – <throat> I am convinced that they all realize that Joe Biden and Cacklebridge's Harris are all complete – I love, I love your – I, I love cackle britches. First I love off, it. I stole that from a guy here in Kansas City. I had never heard that until so, you said it, and it's just, <laughs> it is like, you say cackle britches, and there is nobody out there who is in the dark about who you're talking about. No, cackle britches. Yeah. I can't remember. His name is, uh, I will look it up before the end of this show and give him credit. Uh, there's Pete Mundo's on in the morning on a conservative talk show here, and he does 10 to noon. I'll, I'll look it up yep. here real quick. Um, but he calls it. I mean, it's cackle bridges, so it's Biden and cackle bridges. You completely made me lose my train of thought. Oh no, I I, I got it. So I I believe that the Democratic Party and the media and the liberals in California, Hollywood, basically, they mm-hmm. all realize that it's a train wreck. Okay, they know that the administration is a complete sham. Right, it's all lies, but they keep holding it up and lying and 
acting like it's not a big deal because they still believe in their quote unquote values. Okay. And so they, they feel like they're protecting their values for the next Democrat that runs. So they have to hold these people up even though they know in their heart that it's a complete bunch of bullshit and it's ruining the country. Now, to that, I would say, are you fucking insane? What are you doing? We're better than that. But I think that's why we're not seeing, like you said in the regular media, them saying, hey, you know, this is actually what's really going on. Right. And there's a small percentage of the far left, and I don't mean I don't mean people that vote Democrat that are closer to center. I don't want to group them all together like they group all of us together. Right. But there is a small ten to fifteen percent that controls media, that controls what we see. Right. You know, I, I don't want to confuse media with what we see on TV and media with you know media is different now with Facebook and you right. know social media and all that. They are trying to control what we see to uphold their agenda yeah. for later down the road. Hey, we we want these values. These guys are screwing it up, but we're gonna we're gonna prop them up anyway. Right, right. The, I mean, the gas prices are just a tip of it, right? <clears throat> like every, I, I'm still in the dark of how they're trying to say that inflation is only like seven percent, right? It, well, the other day, so just last week, it was eight point six. Yeah. For the month. So over last year, 8.6. Like how in the world is it 8.6? Because every single thing I can measure. It's really like 15. (laughs) Way over 8.6. Well, because they try to pull a bunch of shit in that people aren't buying because they have to pay 15% at the pump where they have to pay 40% for meat or I know 40% is high. Okay. I, I get it. I'm saying it for. No, but I mean, it's legit. You know, like, have you tried to buy bacon in the last couple of weeks? Oh, man, yes. And we I love a, bacon. We right? had to switch from, like, getting it frozen, just buying it raw, because it's, like, frozen where we get it. It's, like, $18 for a bag. It's insanity. Yeah. But, but so the things that are really high that people really want, they still buy that. But then the things that they don't really need, no one buys. And so that's... Economics 101, there's no supply. demand for there's that, no demand, even though right. there's supply. So that price goes way down. So the inflation average is not 15 and it's not 4. It's the average of those two numbers. Basically, so they're, so so they're economics, lying with statistics. Of course. Well, they're not lying. That's what it actually is. But you can't – and if you listen to any of the actual um, – you know – economic radio stations that talk about, you know, like NPR. Yeah. It's just an example. I don't listen to it, but if you talk to any of them that actually, you know, break that stuff down, you'll, you'll learn, Hey, this is actually 35%. This over here is 2%. This is the problem is the stuff that we, we feel it more because the stuff that we really want and really need is way higher than the 8% that they say it is. So one of the, one of the charts that I was reading was talking about, like in their justification for how they come up with this 8% number was they were using um, medical care, medical devices and medical procedures. And those have all risen less than 2%. And now 
imagine on a volume scale how many dollars a year or dollars a month are spent on medical care, medical devices, yeah. and medical procedures. Two yeah, percent right? could be four million dollars. Right, right. You know, but also that's so. So they're they're saying inflation hasn't affected that much. Well, there's a couple of ways to look at that. For one, why hasn't it affected that? Well, because insurance companies regulate what things can cost. So insurance companies give the big middle finger to inflation and say, no, that surgery should cost eight grand. It's going to cost eight grand. We'll, we'll maybe give you 2%, right? So, yeah. so maybe, maybe now it's 8,100 bucks or 8,200 bucks or something like that, but it's not, it's not going up. Right. So then because the insurance companies clamp down on that, they're able to use that massive volume of spending to help justify all of the other costs that people actually see, right? Now, an $8,000 procedure or a $68,000 procedure that goes up 2%, how much of that do you pay? None, right? Yeah. Like... Like you're paying your copay, you're paying your medical premium. Well, it's not none. It's not none. Depending on, you know, you may be paying, say you're five grand. Right. So that's, so, so you're paying. 15 if you're on a really. You're paying a slim percentage of something that is regulated and fixed in its price. But it gives the government a position to, to use that volume of spending to say that, that inflation is not going crazy. Yeah. Right. Well, your expenditure didn't change at all. Your your health insurance premium stayed the same because it was regulated. Your deductible stayed the same because it was regulated, and that procedure cost stayed the same because it was regulated. Yeah. So that those are things that can't move. Well, then you're paying five times more at the pump. So the 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 literally the expenses you can actually feel are all all through the roof, and so they're. I look at it like they're lying with statistics. They're they're literally taking they're taking numbers that are regulated and helping to to helping use those to dilute all of the numbers that people have to spend money on all the time. Your groceries, your gas, your your lumber, right? To yeah. to make repairs to your house or build a house or or whatever. And so they're they're kind of cheating the system with the whole inflation. <laughs> they're number. not kind of cheating; they are cheating. They, they, yeah. I mean, how often have you heard in the last four months about prescription drugs going up? You right. haven't. Right. You haven't heard one fucking word. You know why? Because they're not going up. Right. Because they can regulate that. Yeah. And and part of the democratic platform is we are going to keep prescription drug costs fair and cheap. Right. Well, if it's a free market system, those numbers, those, those drugs should be going up. Right. And they're not going up. Right. And just like you said, they're using that as a excuse or they're, they're manipulation. They're using it to water down the inflation number to make it not look so bad. Exactly. But it, it's it's cheating well, is, let, is ultimately what And it let's is. talk about – so just um, not to completely change directions, but let's just talk about how it affects regular business. Yeah. So – I, Mitch, I just raised the. You guys were paying two fifty a gallon. Gas just went up to five fifty. What do you do? What do Ra you What do you do? We raise our price. 
what price? Do you add a gas surcharge? I mean, how do you how do you come up with the number that I have to raise my hourly rate by X amount? So how do you get there? This, For guys that are actually listening and they're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. what do I this, do right this now? This will take a couple of minutes to explain. So That's okay. it all depends on your type of business. So our type of business, my business in particular, we we focused massive effort on serving a very tight core area. Um, uh, so much so that we travel less, on, on average, all of our vehicles travel less than 70 miles a day. Okay, so... Um, gas prices, gas prices alone and gas prices directly don't affect my business too, too much. And what I mean by that is on average, our vans get like 13 miles to the gallon, right? So, uh, 70 miles a day, 13 miles a gallon. What is that? Like five or six gallons of gas. Okay. Um, five or six gallons of gas, whether that gas is a dollar a gallon or whether it's $5 a gallon, the amount of revenue that one truck pulls in each day, gas alone isn't going to make or break my particular business. However, what we do experience, this is the indirect side of things, what we do experience, all of our materials have gone up dramatically because the inflated cost of gas, getting those materials to the distributors, to the suppliers, and then to me, has greatly increased the cost of materials. And so that's an expense that passes along to us, right? But also, any other vendor that we use is feeling the effects of high gas prices, and so their prices have to go up, and therefore, our prices have to go up. So. What we do, because we serve a fairly tight area, we don't do a gas surcharge. Our, we, we have a service charge just to show up at somebody's house. They're basically buying a spot on our schedule. Um, and and so our service charge actually didn't change, but we, we ended up in, like changing our overall rates that we charged um, from, from today versus like two years ago. Um, other businesses, let's say you mow lawns. All you do is use gas all day long. Right? Yeah. You use gas to get to the lawn. You're using gas to run your mowers, run your trimmers, run your weed eaters, run your everythings. And then you have to use gas to get to the next lawn. So that business there, yeah, they're probably dramatically increasing their prices because they're literally using gas all day long. Yeah, and I bring that up because people don't realize, like PVC, isn't PVC oil-based? Yes, so that means everything PVC, whether you're a plumber, whether you're an electrician, whether you're an HVAC tech, whether you're you cut hair and buy plastic combs to give out, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Anything that's plastic has gone up in price. Yeah. Okay. People say, oh well, it's just gas. It's just gas. I don't understand why my food's so expensive. First off, it costs diesel fuel for the farmers to plant those seeds and run those fields. Yeah. It costs them diesel fuel to pull it out. It costs them. They have to buy plastic parts yeah. to run things, okay? Everything freaking goes up. Mm-hmm. This whole this whole scam of, well, one pipeline didn't break us. One pipeline has almost broke us, yeah. and it's real fucking close. Yeah. And people need to wake up yeah, and I mean, realize that the policies that 
the this administration is pushing around is killing all of us on a daily basis. Yeah. And all of these lies of, oh, it's not a big deal because of this, or the Ukraine war this, or Putin this, and blah, 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 this. It's all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. Why would you put yourself in a position to allow a war between two other countries to dramatically affect our prices? Well, right? and let's talk about that. So. They say it's the Putin price hike, okay? First off, you shut off our pipeline and what we do. There are so many rules and regulations here that when we pump oil out of the ground, it is cleaner for our environment than the way other countries do it. Yeah. Okay, so when you say we're going to shut ours down, say 100%. Okay, and now they we have to buy 100% of what that was from somewhere else. You're making the planet dirtier because the way they do it, they don't have the regulations that we have here. And you have to pay to transport it here. Not just pay to transport it here. That clunker has got to burn 400 gallons of diesel to get here. It has to put out 400 gallons of smog to get here. Yeah. Then when it gets to the port, it's got to hang out for three fucking days and burn gas before it can unload. Just let us pump our own stuff here. If every country was self-reliant, you know, all of these people, their whole deal is they want to clean. They say, well, it has to be better for the planet. Well, the best thing for the planet is for there not to be overseas transit. Yeah. The most clean thing is for each country to be independent on its own all the time, no matter what. Yeah. And let's not tell lies. You can do that. Okay? Yeah. Every continent in this country can do that. Yeah. I do not have to buy my Sony TV from China. Right. I don't own a Sony, but okay? The, we can make the same thing He's here. Bougie. We could no. I, I, I think Samsung. I got a Panasonic. I don't know where it comes from. He goes the TCL route. I don't know what it is. It is a Samsung. You know what it is? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is a Samsung. Where's Samsung come from? It's probably Taiwan. Taiwan. Where's your Google Somewhere machine? You're not doing yeah. nothing over there. Also, you could argue too. I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. That the Biden administration could have done something more to prevent the Ukraine Russia. Then they could have said, "This is what's going to happen if if." Russia invades, but he didn't do that. It's like, well, well, well and regardless, maybe just the tip, or maybe if they kind of, so, and then it's like, well, well we it doesn't, regardless, We've, though, no matter what happens, you should be in a position that no matter what happens, like Mitch just said, you should be in a position that no matter what happens, you're okay here. Well, okay, this is America. We can do it all on our own. We're, we're beating around the bush, but ultimately, the far left playbook is. They want as many people as reliant on the government as possible. Because when you're when your body of people is reliant on the government, they'll do whatever you want you tell them to do, and they're easy, very very easy to control. And so yeah, desperate people are easy to control. Yeah, one one loaf of bread makes them happy when they're desperate. Yeah, and so ultimately. They love this, and they don't want to see it go away. No, they want it to burn. They want it to go even higher. And if they had their way, it would go even higher, right? They they want people to, they they want people that were on the verge of financial success or financial freedom versus like a line of poverty. They they want those people to fall to the poverty side. Yeah. Um, they want to give you just enough that you can't make it on your own. Yep. And have to rely on them. Yeah. So, um, 
on a side note, that's one of the overriding intentions of this show is to teach everybody how to be independent, right? To not be a victim of your surroundings and to not be a victim of whatever the government is handing out that, that week, right? Um, we, we all well, not want... just the government, your, whatever your boss is handing out that week. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Right. What government comes in a lot of forms. Yeah. Government, yeah, yeah. there's federal government, there's state government, there's county government, there's your boss at work. Right. Right. The goal of this show is to teach you to be successful no matter where you're at. Yeah. To be, to be successful on your own. That's right. right. On your own. To, to be in charge of your own destiny. And so, um, you've got, mm. You've got no shortage of handouts available anywhere. I, I was listening to uh, it, it was an interview with some. They're an actor in Hollywood, but they're actually fairly intelligent, and their name's escaping me right now. But they were asking um, if they, they, this actor came from poverty, and they were asking like, "Who would you prefer?" to be would you prefer to be poor would you prefer to be middle class or would you prefer to be filthy rich and they said i would either prefer to be poor or filthy rich i, I the last place i would want to be is middle class and they that's shocking to me it is shocking but this is what i mean by i can't remember who it is i wish i could remember the name this is how you know they're fairly intelligent the poor people have enough systems to rely on from the government that they're okay, right? They can get food stamps. They can get assistance. They can get housing. They can get all of the things they need, right? The ultra-rich, they have the money to get anything they need. They can get food. They can get housing. They can get anything they need because they have the money, right? The middle class is actually the ones that struggle the most because they make too much money to get all of the assistance and all of the food and everything that they need from the government, but they don't make enough money to where they don't have to worry about where their next meal is going to come from. And they don't have to worry about making their mortgage payment next week and everything else. So, and this is somebody who literally went from poor to upper class. And so it was really, really good insight into the fact that um, the, the government, they, they love the poor because the poor are easy to control. They actually, they, they love the middle class because the middle class, like they support the system. They support this. They make enough to support the system, right? Yeah. Middle um, class runs the country. So the, the other, the other thing that the astonishing thing that came out of this is, they they were talking about the vague, weird term working class. The government will use this term a lot. They'll say working class individuals think this way or we're, we're, we're here for the working class. Well, what the hell is working class? What they're They're trying to say that like, because I'm a plumber, I'm working class, or because you do HVAC, you're working class, as if there are people out there that are wealthy that don't work. Like, yeah, there's really wealthy people out there that work their fucking ass off that yeah. aren't it's in the quote-unquote working class, right? 
they're working with their brain, they're working with their intelligence, they're working with their ingenuity, they aren't working with their hands, but the government would lead you to believe that they're not working class. And it's just another term that's thrown out there to what does that divide term, us. To, yeah, what was I going to say? What does that term do? It divides it's, us. It's specifically out there to try to sectionalize you. And and, and even wor- this one's even worse because this, this term, the working class, it comes around from the side of things that it's like, like you'll never be anything more than that, right? You can't rise above it, so just, just relent to it type of thing. Yeah. And that's such... Such BS. You know what? What's weird though? So, you know, you say that you're okay being working class the rest of your life because your working class is working towards something. I mean, I ignore, like it, like I if ignore you said, all those terms. Well, no, but say you did accept it. Uh, working class for you works. Working class for me works. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not saying that the way they use the term works. But I'm saying if you classified me as working class where I'm at now, I'm okay with that. Right. Okay, working class for me, I make, uh, we're fine. Okay, I'm fine with it. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal. But what they do is they try to convince you that, like when I think of working class, I do think of us. And I think of guys that, you know, work blue collar jobs. Right. You know what I mean? But they try to treat that as if it's not good enough, like you just said. Yeah. It it can be good enough. It absolutely can. But they <laughs> use it as if it can't be good enough. Yeah. That division. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you uh, did you find the name of the guy that you were trying to? Yeah, get his name to? is Chris Stegall. Chris he, Stegall. So if you're ever in Kansas City, is that like Stephen? No, it's S T I G A L L. S T I G A L L. Yeah, he's Chris on. He's on one hundred three point seven um, from ten to noon. Okay. Every day, and he's he's the one that has coined the phrase "cackle britches." Cackle britches for goes to Chris Stegall for Kamala Harris. So Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris. I don't know how you pronounce it. Queen Cackle Bridges. Yeah, he likes to call her. So it's stuck. I call her that all the time. So, oh, cackle bridges. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, right now, the the far left is having the, a heyday, right? Because they have control of the government and and everything else. And you're seeing exactly what happens when they have a heyday. Now, the key with anything politics. The key is to look at the result without listening to the politician and to look at the result through your own lens rather than the lens that the media tries to portray, right? Right. So like we started the show out talking about the freaking Etch-A-Sketch drawing, right? Gas prices are lower during Bush, higher during Obama, lower during Trump, and let's break the etch a sketch or maybe tape another etch a sketch to it. Seventeen etch a sketches to, in a row. To get Biden's number up there, right? Mm-hmm. So um the you 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 look at those results and you look at okay, when a Republican's in office, gas prices are uh, lower on average. And when a Democrat is in office, the gas prices are higher than average. 
And then when you get an ice cream liquor next to cackle britches, ice cream liquor, the gas prices are <laughs> like off the charts, right? They they literally had to reprogram <laughs> gas pumps in California to handle four digit gas prices, right? We we've got tens of dollars in gallons in gas prices, so um, so if it was ten dollars a gallon, my truck has a reason. It has a twenty six guy. You're telling me it's two sixty to fill my truck truck in california yeah and they want it that way what i don't understand is california has had a mass exodus exodus they have yet those idiots are going to move out go to other states and then be like no we want to vote for those same policies well this is what i talk about and i say this all the time i i've only said it a little bit on this show um america the people are becoming stupider yeah. More they, stupider they, they is what are. I would say. They can understand what more stupider means because yep. they're fucking idiots. Yep. I'm going to vote for this. I'm going to suffer. I'm not going to like it. I'm going to change my situation. I'm going to vote for it again. Yeah. What the hell is the matter with you? So Is your brain not working? Um, Do this, we need a nuclear explosion in California? Do we need like it to fall, the San Andreas fall, for it to just fall into the ocean? This, uh, Do we need a massive reset? I don't know what we need, but it's insanity. The well, so the mass exodus from California. Don't don't believe it on the surface level, right? A lot of people are leaving. Okay, on the surface, it would tell you that a lot of people are leaving because they can't stand California anymore. On you, you look a couple layers deep, a lot of those people are leaving a heavily left-leaning state and going to right-leaning states and very popular, very persuasive right-leaning states. Who's to say that a lot of people that are leaving California aren't the left? You're telling me that there's some giant underground cult and they're like, hey, we're not going to, we're on an underground web that no one can crack and that no one looks about and that we're going to go all to all these states and I'm, Look, I love conspiracy theories, and I like where you're going with this. This, but I mean, what do you do? You understand the amount of organization that that would take? No, it's it's not even organized. Or do you it's, think they're just like individuals? Like, let's do it. It's it's unorganized. So what it is is literally, <clears throat> California was the land of the far left. Okay, there's no doubt about it that a majority of people in California were far left. And so then you make it so unlivable there that they want to go to similar places where it's it's the similar environment, right? Well, what's similar to California? Florida, right? So they've been going to Arizona, Montana, Texas, Idaho, Texas, right? So <clears throat> you're going to you're going to find the similar experience, but you're not going to change that far left person. You just made it unlivable for them in far left California. So you you it's 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 not necessarily organized. It's not like these people are like, okay, you go to Idaho, I'll go to Texas, you go to Florida, right? It's not like they're doing that. They just literally sit, make let's make it like we've got them programmed to vote far left. So now let's make it so unlivable that they go to other states where they can still vote far left and they'll turn other states far left. It's no different than when the media came up with the term silent majority for Republicans. A lot of people think that was like a noble thing. A lot of people think that was something to be proud of. 
oh, I'm a Republican. I'm part of the silent majority. No, the media came up with that. And the media came up with it on purpose. And what their purpose was, was to make you silent and to think, make you think that you were the majority. And so when the media started talking about silent majority this and silent majority that and silent majority this, it lulled the, the right side of things into a false sense of security. This is how they sway elections. It lulled the right side of things into a false sense of security, into thinking that I'm silent and it's, it's noble to be silent and it's okay to be silent, but I'm part of the majority, so it's all right. It's no big deal. And this will all come out okay in the election. This is like, that's like what I said to you the other day. I don't remember what we were talking about, but I said, that's very Republican of you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that I, Mitch knows me really well. I'm extremely outspoken. Nothing. I like my thoughts and my emotions are on my sleeve all the time. Yeah. That's why I don't have a lot of friends. That's why I don't give a fuck that I don't have a lot of friends. Right. Because I, I got chickens. I got chickens and a family at home. That's all I need. Right. You know, and a stack of ARs. But I just, you know. It drives me insane that people with very strongly held beliefs don't say anything. Right. They just let it go the wayside. You know what I mean? And just like you've said, you know, these people have moved from this state to this state and they're trying to basically it's just a slow death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where does it I mean, does it have it has to come to a head eventually, doesn't it? Well Or do or do you think it's just like cancer? Where it just eats you so slow, it's like all it's, of a sudden you go to the doctor because you don't feel good, and it's five stage five, and it's over. I, I mean, I, I think, mean, what is it? Will I'm hoping, I, when I was young, I you know you always think I'm gonna live forever and I'm gonna do this and I want to live to be two hundred and I want to do this and blah blah and that and blah blah. And now I'm thinking, you know what? If that happens, hope to God I'm fucking dead by then. Right. Right. I think it's more on the cancerous route, to be honest with you. I We're close. So we have like midterm elections coming up, and they are more important than ever. Like midterm elections are not typically thought of as being too too important. But this year, oh man, they're really important. And uh, the main reason why is because you have to start, like you're staging, you're pre-gaming for 2024. And, um, you, you, there's, there's a lot of people that think that my voice doesn't matter. And so the, my voice can't change the nation, right? Well, you look at what they were able to accomplish with COVID and what your government was enabled to allow you to do or require you to do with COVID. And it's pretty scary. They were able to get you to close your business. They were able to get you to put a face covering on that's that's literally has no factual bearing whatsoever that it's effective. And they were they were able to change the election process. It, it's it's scary what they were able to do in just a few years. If if the midterm elections don't centralize things back out. It's really scary what it could be in the in the coming years, right? And I, I don't want to say scary like, like no, it is fear scary. based, but it's scary in the in the it's the land of the unknown, right? It's it's going to go farther. Like if the elections, if the midterm elections coming up this this fall don't centralize things out, 
we're going to go farther left than we've been in a very, very, very long time. And uh, people that uh, people that are in an area of unknown are typically in fear. So that's the scary part. It's not like they're going to bring out the gulags. It's not no. like they're going to bring out the COVID camps or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not saying that shit. No. But what's scary is, so if there isn't a riding of the ship, you know, and and things start going more progressive, where they, you know, when there is not free market and where there is not natural growth, there is no stock market. There is no 401k retirement. Right. There is no structure. The American dream was built on work hard, retire, live well. Yeah. That's the American dream. Yeah. When you rely on the government, there that no longer exists. Right. Okay? Socialism is a short track race, not yeah. an Indy 500. Okay? Yeah. When, when socialism is involved... It, it runs really well for a really short amount of time. But when there is no one putting into the system and the money runs out because everyone is just getting checks from the government, yep. there's no more checks. It's like they forget that we're putting into the tax system Yeah, yeah. through free market. And if the scary part is when you've put into your 401k or your retirement fund for 25 years – and then all of a sudden it's worth $2, the hysteria and the chaos that takes place because of that is scary. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, like Janine and I's money is all in our retirement and our house. Right. Okay? If the economy completely crashes and it's worth nothing and I have to work till I'm 90 years old despite the amount of discipline I had – growing up right. and growing old, that's when people lose their minds. Yeah. I mean, that is that is where the table turns. That's, that's people, where you start getting J6-type events and everything else. What's J6? January 6th. Oh. No, no, no. We're, put, we're past Jan 6th. We're, <laughs> we're talking people getting killed in, in state capitals at that point. And, right. And we're right. talking, you know, uh, Civil War-style things happening. Yeah. I hope to God that doesn't happen. What I hope to God is in November it flips. We get back to more of a normal, they get a few years, we get a few years, they get a few years, we get a few years, the economy grows, I can retire at 55 and be happy till I'm dead. Right. That's what I hope happens. Right. I just, at on the track that we're on now, I don't know if that is feasible. Right, right. You it's it's going to be tough. And what it... Society has transitioned into more of a group think position rather than an individual think position. And I that's mean, a problem. It is a massive problem. And so the the advantages of social media and the advantages of of mass media and the advantages of um, uh, your your cell phone to be in control of what you see and when you see it and how you see it have changed your perceptions. And so it's slowly but very assuredly changing your ability to think for yourself and make decisions for yourself. And um, if we lose that, we, I hate to say it, if we lose that, we lose the nation. 
The nation was literally built on the competitive nature from a bunch of individual thinkers, and the best idea wins, the best person wins, the best outcome wins, the best result wins. If we lose the mass of people that are still in that mindset of the, the competition mindset, we'll lose the nation for sure. And, and when we lose the nation, it's a fast track down the wrong way. And this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't anything. No, it's just, know, what, will hap- it's just I mean, what would happen. It's literally what would happen, right? It's no different than if you take a class of high performers with a couple of stragglers and all of a sudden you start grading on the curve. Well, all of a sudden now the high performers don't try so much. No. Because it doesn't matter. And the stragglers quit. Qu- Right. Trying it all because they're like, I'm not going to get worse if I don't try. I'm going to be in the same spot. I heard, I heard something the other day. And and again, I'm, I'm, I need to start tracking this shit, but there was, it was a test. These people were, were taking a test and one, there were two people in the, in the scenario. One person took the test and got a 97% and they walked out of the test saying, I'm pretty proud of this. I got a 97%. Another person took the test and got a hundred percent and they walked out of it proud of themselves as well. Well, the person with the hundred percent talked to the person with the 97 and they said, you know, we're a lot more different than you think we are. And the person with the 97 said, what do you mean? We, we got within 3% of each other on the test. And the person with the 100% said, no, you got a 97 because that's all the smarter you were. I got a 100 because that's all the points that were available. And it's really eye-opening because you, you still have people out there in the nation that will do whatever it takes to achieve the objective. And then you have this other group of people that are okay with passing results. And being okay with passing results only erodes the the performance factor of the U.S. It doesn't help anything at all. So anybody listening to this show needs to be of the mindset of the 100% group where you got a 100% because that's all the points that were available, not that that's all that you could get. And... And if you do that, not only will you be successful in business, but you're also going to be successful in your community. You're going to be more successful in your home. You're going to be more successful in all facets of your life. So strive for that 100% mentality, taking all the points that are available rather than all the points you can get. And you're going to see significantly different results in your life. The... The, the the idea that, you know, the government can throw out a couple of $1,200 stimuluses and a couple of $500 child tax payments and then get away with insane inflation and an average gas price around the nation of $5 a gallon is insane, right? The, the government literally handed you like $2,000 and then you paid $4,000 and then they're taking in inflation. like $500 a month from you, right? Yeah. That that's insane. Now, big picture thinking, um I am happy that I was in a position 
to where I wasn't living within a $500 make it or break it point. Like I had seen some stat the other day that said on average around the nation, the average American is paying $488 more per month for the basic necessities than, than they were a year ago. So I'm glad that I wasn't living within a $500 make it or break it limit. Yeah, but that's bullshit. But it's still bullshit that they were able to take it. It's not that it's bullshit that it's they're able to take it. But if you had that extra $500, that means say you were putting $800 a month towards retirement. Now you're putting $300 a month. Right. Okay. You have basically, they have cut your, they've cut you down at the knees. And on top of all of that. Just so you can survive. Democrats love tax, right? Well, in an, in a time where they have a difficult time raising taxes, all they have to do if they want more tax revenue is raise the cost of taxes are just a percentage of the cost. So yeah. all they have to do is double or triple or quadruple the cost of things. And guess what? Now they start getting boatloads of more tax revenue without ever raising taxes. You know, how much gas tax were you paying at $1.50 a gallon versus how much gas tax are you paying now at $5 a gallon? Yeah, same percentage. They're making money hand over fist, and they didn't raise taxes one bit. Uh, I think that's a flat tax, actually. They just no, it's it's per gallon. Oh, I thought it was just eighteen cents per gallon, no matter what the price was. Well, it's it's you. Well, okay, you're right on on gas. It might be per I mean, gallon. Gas is a flat tax. You're right. It might be on gas. However, everything else, sales tax and everything else, is all percentage based. Yeah. And so most in, of it's state, but not all of it. In that case, they're making money hand over fist just from allowing the price of things to raise through the roof. So don't put yourself for one, don't put yourself in a position where five or six hundred dollars a month is going to make or break your month. But then also don't become okay with that person that can only get the ninety seven percent. Be the person shooting for a hundred because that's all the points that were available, and you will usually come out of these scenarios really well. So, um, well said. Yeah, I I don't know I don't know how much more we can talk about gas and inflation and everything else. So, oh, not uh, without burning this house to the ground because yeah. it just pisses me off so bad. <laughs> we're I mean, we're my need head, a whole lot more, Captain. For that, my head is on fire. Right. So it makes me so mad. Guys, um, uh, I hope this provided a little bit of insight to you for how to view some of these crazy price hikes and how to handle your business accordingly and everything else. So um, if you would, do us a favor and help share the show with somebody else that may need it. Um, Aside from that, we will see you guys next time. Talk to you later. Love y'all.